This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. All right, who's got a physical Bible? Physical Bible. Put up that physical, real, put it up real high. Come on. Whoa, that's a big one, Elena. You're real spiritual, aren't you? Thank God you work for us. Who's got a digital Bible? Pull out your digital Bible, okay? Come on, come on. Be proud, be proud. Go with me to Mark chapter four. Mark chapter four, verse 13. If you don't have a Bible, I'll have it on the screen for you this morning. Mark four, verse 13 says this, then Jesus said to them, if you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand all the other parables? Verse 14, the farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed fell on the footpath represents those who hear my message only to have Satan come and take it away from them. Verse 16, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear my message and immediately receive it with joy, but since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fade away as soon as they have a problem or they are persecuted for believing God's word. Verse 18, the seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hears God's word, but all too click quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of life and the lure of wealth and desire for other things and no fruit is produced, verse 20. And the seed that fell among the good soil represents those who hear God's word and accepts it. It produces a harvest, 30, 60, even 100 times as much that has been planted. Who wants to be good soil today? Come on, who wants to be good soil today? Come on, let's pray. Father, we love you, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come and reveal Jesus to us, reveal truth to us, reveal the goodness of God to us. We worship you, we honor you, and we ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody agrees, son? Give it up for the worship team, somebody! Seriously, we have an incredible worship team. I mean, incredible. I was watching Hillsong last night, and... Um, I thought, man, we're just as good as them. That's what I believe. We're, I love them. How many know the weather's turning? 32 days to, till Thanksgiving? Who's a, just, you're like a Thanksgiving junkie. You're like, yes. More turkey, more rolls, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, Right? Okay. Pumpkin pie? No. Pecan pie? Cherry pie? Oh, we got a lot of murmuring happening right now. 61 days till Christmas. Let's go. Love me some Christmas. What does this all mean? It means this. For the Workmeister family... It means that we're entering a really busy season. And uh, if you don't know me, I, I, 
me and my wife, we've been doing ministry for a long, long time. We have three children. Um, our house sometimes is chaotic. Uh, I wanted to show you just a little video, a little picture of our chaotic life. Go ahead and play, play that video. <laughs> What do you have to say, Ben? I know it's easy to lose track of God in these strange, strange times. Oh no! We were just worshiping the Lord. What has happened? Wherever you are. Put your mask on. Put your mask on. Okay, stop. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. Hashtag real life. Hey, don't, don't hit your brother with the microphone. Hey, stop. Hey, Ben, Ben, Ben. Michael, just keep worshiping. <laughs> just keep worshiping, Michael. God's going to stay 2020. Wait, wait. Any help? Thank you. Thank you for your help. Yeah, keep preaching. Jesus helps us in our house, yes. In Jesus' name. And this week. Listen. I'll have <laughs> no, that's, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. God's got, doing something new in this online. <laughs> Let's go into it one more time. Really, just Don't do that dive, dive hey, into God's love. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're so yellow. Oh my gosh. 
I had to get to that place, okay? Fake tanning. Our life is, uh, it's interesting, to say the least. My life is busy. I don't know about you. So, like, last Sunday, I preached. We got done preaching, went out to lunch with a great new family in the church. After that, had to watch my Chicago Bears win again. Glory of God is upon my life right now in Jesus' name. After that, went and played basketball with a bunch of guys from the church. Monday, get up. I had an ENT appointment. Anybody ever been to the ENT before, okay? So I get there, and I see this long metal rod. And I'm like, what are you going to do with that? They're going to stick it in your face, okay? He, like, numbs my nose, and then he, like, pushes this metal rod into my nose. And I'm like, oh, God, what is happening right now? And he's like, this is going to hurt just a little bit. And then he goes, like this. And the whole thing, I'm like, like, I'm like freaking out like this. He's like, keep your eyes open. I'm like, what do you mean keep my eyes open? You know what I mean? Like, he's like looking into the depths of my body. We had basketball that night. Got home about 10.30 Tuesday morning. You know, you're spinning plates, getting ready for Christmas, getting ready for a bunch of church stuff. Later that day, I had a root canal. Later, Yeah, two days in a row. Come on. Basketball later that night. Wednesday's Ben's birthday, haircuts, message prep. Friday, we had Young Marys. Young Marys, we had the best time. I know the Earls had a great group night at their house with all the married. Like, what an awesome, awesome night. But Friday night was Young Marys. Saturday, uh, early morning, we had a wedding. Sunday morning, prep. And then back again today, I'm preaching. Can anybody relate with me? Yeah? It just feels like, man, how is it Sunday again? And I have to tell you this much, that sometimes, I don't know about you, but I can feel a little dry inside. It's just the pace of life, especially in this season when I, basketball is a big deal in our home, and so we start up, and Michael is you know, doing great, and Ben's about to start. I keep telling, listen, did you see that fire in that little Lukey boy? I tell Michael all the time, he's going to be the best. I mean, just that, like, anger. When that anger comes out, I'm like, yes, in Jesus' name. Come on. Destroy people on the basketball court someday, in Jesus' name. So today, we're going to allow the Word of God to help us see why we feel dry sometimes, okay? Because how many of you know that you can be really involved and really busy in life, but be super full of God's presence and his spirit, and you're not overwhelmed, you're not, you know, destroyed, tired. You're like, I got this. Can I get an amen from anybody? That's the life that God wants us to live, okay? So five points today. First point is this, the farmer, okay? 
Remember verse 14, it says this, let me explain. The farmer sows the word as seed, meaning God the Father sows the word of God as seed into your life. Now, I think there's another passage that explains this a, a little better, okay? So go with me to John chapter 15, okay? John 15, verse one, it says, I am the true grapevine and my father's the gardener. So Jesus is saying this, that I'm the vine, okay? God the Father is the gardener. Verse two, he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he, pr and he prunes branches that do not bear fruit so I can even produce even more fruit. Verse four, remain in me and I'll remain in you, okay? So what's the point? The point is this, it's all about staying connected to Jesus all the time. And I think the American church has done an injustice to all of us because Sundays are really special days and we really connect with Jesus on Sunday. Sunday is the Lord's day. Sunday is the day that we go to church and then we get some fried chicken afterwards, right, okay? We've made it all about Sunday. But I don't know about you, but I need Jesus on Wednesday. I need it on Friday. Amen, Monday, oh Jesus. Everybody's like, oh, tomorrow's Monday. Think about this, when a branch is connected to a tree, it doesn't try to grow. Did you get that? So when a branch is connected to a tree, the branch isn't going, grow, 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 grow. It just grows. Why? Because it's connected to the tree. So Jesus is going, when you are connected to me, you will produce fruit. You know, a grapevine, well, grapes just grow, okay? Because they're connected to the vine. So when we are connected to Jesus, I don't have to try to grow. I don't have to try to have good fruit come out of me. It just does. Galatians 5, 22, it says this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self Control. Okay, so last week I know I told this story. I said I woke up on Friday morning and the devil was right next to me. And you all thought I was talking about Jess. <laughs> right? You all started laughing at me. And I'm like, why is this so funny? It's people like you, Adam. So a couple weeks ago, woke up on a Friday morning and Jess was not there when I woke up. But I had one of those mornings where I felt like the enemy was right next to me. Anybody else have ever felt that way before? You wake up and it's just like, all of you are liars. You're liars, liars, liars. You wake up and it's like he is right in your ear. Okay? Now, let me clarify something. Wednesday and Thursday... I didn't really spend time with Jesus. And, and I wanna make sure that I don't make you feel condemned when I say this. 
this isn't where I'm trying to go with this. Because I grew up in church that made you feel bad about everything. And I don't believe that's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit encourages us. He loves us. He strengthens us. He leads us through his grace. Okay? So I didn't spend a whole lot of time. Why didn't I spend a whole lot of time? Because I was like, remember the story of Mary and Martha? Remember Martha was super busy? I was just super busy for a couple days. And what is, did that mean? I wasn't connected. Okay? All right. Do you remember Israel in the wilderness and God gives them manna? And they collected a bunch of it because they thought, well, we'll just collect a bunch of it and we won't have to get up and get it the next day. And then what happened? It went bad. God was showing Israel and God was showing us this principle of this idea of like, you can't live off last Sunday. You can't live off a couple days ago. Every day I want to meet with you and every day I want to strengthen you and every day I have something new to share with you. So when I miss Wednesday and I miss Thursday, I wake up and the enemy's right there in my ear. What produced out of me? Did good fruit produce out of me? No. Anger came out of me. Frustration came out of me. Insecurity came out of me. And who reaped those fruits? My wife that day wasn't a great day. It was a Friday. We went to lunch. We try to go to lunch on Fridays. It's like our one moment alone in the week. And it was like a grenade went off. Can I get an amen from anybody? Y'all know what I feel. But you know what's interesting is I left that lunch and I came right here. Because God's not angry with me. I could feel the Holy Spirit going, come on, connect, 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 connect. So I come here and I just get into God's presence and I connect with him. And the Lord goes, go make a flower arrangement for your wife. So I go over to Kroger and I buy all these different flowers and I arrange them together. I'm actually pretty good at it. I might have, I might have, I will, I will. I might have a little green thumb. And then I know that my wife loves words. And so I bought a card and I wrote things from my heart to her. What is that? Good fruit. So when I'm connected to Jesus, I don't have to try for good fruit to come out of me. It just comes out of me. Did you get that? So the farmer, he says, I'm gonna come and I'm gonna bring seed. What is it? It's the word of God, good, good fruit. And I'm gonna fill you with it. If you stay connected to me, if you remain in me, I'll remain in you and good fruit will come out of you. Point number two is this, hard heart. Hard heart. Mark 4, 15 says this. What fell, what falls on the beaten path represents those who hear the word of God, but immediately Satan appeals to them and snatches it from their hearts. Have you ever noticed that when your heart is hard, 
okay? When your heart is hard, no matter what full of Jesus moment, great word of God moment you see on social media, what happens on Sunday morning, friend encourages you, it doesn't matter. I promise you, there are Sunday mornings, like today, like this morning, the presence of God was here this morning. Jesus himself was in the room this morning, okay? And there are Sundays, and I'll see people, and they will be like this. I'm like, their heart's hard. Their heart's hard. They're disappointed, angry, frustrated, had a bad week. And their heart is hard. And no matter if Jesus himself came and preached to you, it doesn't matter. Satan just comes and snatches it away. Because you're like, I'm just angry. I'm just frustrated. You know, the last few weeks, probably the last couple months, me and Jess have just gone through some really like hurtful things personally in our lives. And um, I don't know about you, but when I feel betrayed in life, I want to burn that person's situation to the ground. Can we get an amen from anybody? I want to destroy the world. And I get full of what? Anger. My go-to is anger. But when I'm angry, how many of you know this? I have a hard heart. And when I have a hard heart, you know what I can't hear anymore? I can't hear the Holy Spirit anymore. I'm like, where are you? Where have you gone to? Because the Lord is always speaking. Let me make this abundantly clear. The Lord is always speaking, and the word says that his sheep will know his voice. I'm his sheep. I want to know his voice. I want to constantly hear his voice. I want to constantly hear it no matter where I'm at. I don't care. I was at Walmart the other day, and this lady's card got denied, and the Holy Spirit said, pay for it. Pay for it. I want to hear the Holy Spirit anywhere. But when my heart is hardened, because why? I'm, I'm upset, right? There's a someone or there is a situation that has done me wrong, right? So there's a few things we need to understand about this in life, okay? The first thing is this. We have to learn how to separate the person's and the situations from Jesus. Can I get an amen from anybody, okay? Because we wanna put it all together, all right? Listen, that person in that moment that we're frustrated, angry about, we then translate it to God. How many of you know that God gets the blame for a lot of things he never did? You all have free will. Everybody in this earth has free will. So let me say this too. Christians are not perfect. Amen? I know that 
listen, I understand, like, like, I'll be so much more frustrated with a Christian than somebody that's an unbeliever. But we still need to give the same grace to them. Okay? So we have to learn how to separate this. And then the second thing is this. We have to learn, instead of being angry at God, you gotta run to him. Amen, Pastor Jeff. That's a good word. I needed to hear that because I'm running from God because I'm angry about some stuff in life. We gotta not have a hard heart with God. We gotta have a soft heart. Point number three is this, dig deep. Verse 16, the seed on the rocky soil represents you who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. So many of us, we receive the word of God with joy. But verse 17, but since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long and they fade away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. How many of you know that you hear God's word and you're like, dang, that's a good word, right? You heard some stuff today and you're like, dang, Woo, that's a good word, I needed that today. But how many know the truth, though, of this, that we hear that good word and then we leave on Sunday and we never think about that good word again? You know what's interesting is this. Once you hear the word of God and that good word, you are no longer ignorant. Oh, buddy. We're about to dig deep right now. Once you hear the word of God, you are not ignorant any longer. And God will hold you accountable to that good word that you heard, regardless if you put it in your heart and let it grow roots or not. Let me show you how this works, okay? So you hear a good word, okay? And you receive it with joy. And you're like, man, that's a good word. I need it for my life. I need to walk in forgiveness. I need to be full of grace. I need to have more mercy. I need to be kind with my words. You hear the good word, you receive it. But how many of you know this, that the enemy then plans a moment to challenge that good word? Let me show you. Proverbs 3, verse 9. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all of your crops and your income. 2 Chronicles 31, 5, when the people of Israel heard these requirements, they responded generously, bringing their first share of their grain, new wine, olive oil, honey, and all their produce of their fields. And they brought a large quantity, a tithe of all they produced. So how many know this, that when I'm in love with Jesus, I understand this principle of what? First, So let's break this down. Jesus died and bled for you first, right? Long before you ever called on him, long before you ever even knew that you needed the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness of God. You know what I love what the Bible says about forgiveness? It says that he throws it as far as to the east and to the west, that he doesn't even remember your sin. And he did this for who? You first. 
So we have this principle in Elevate Church. We have this principle in the Workmeister House. This needs to be the principle of every believer in the earth, that Jesus gets the first, not the last. Jesus gets the first. So I'm gonna explain this. So we hear the word of God about making Jesus first, and the Holy Spirit will nudge you and go, hey, that's correct. What pastor is telling you is correct. I am first, and you need to make me first in your finances. Listen, we give as a church on the first day of the month, long before anything comes in. Me and Jess give on the first day of the month, long before our paychecks come in. Why? Because it's his first and first and first and first and first and first and first, always, always, right? So we receive the word of God, we hear the word of God, and then we go, okay, God, I love you and I wanna be obedient to you and I wanna get in alignment with your word right? So then what do we do? We go, okay, God, we're going to make this tough decision, and we're going to put Jesus first in our finances. We're going to tithe. We're going to make sure it's the first thing. And then what does the enemy do? Can, oh, can I get an amen from anybody in here? Okay. okay. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? He's going to cause a problem, right? I remember when me and Jess decided to tithe. I mean, we had nothing, nothing. And I remember, I remember I thought, if I tithe, my lights are gonna get shut off. It's just the truth. And so I remember that Sunday, and I remember I was like, I was shaking with my tithe envelope. But I was like, God, you are first. You are first. And I gave, and then what happened the very next day? My transmission blew up in my car. And it's like the enemy's right there going, do you really believe this? <laughs> you really believe this? Six days later, somebody gave me a check $1,500 pay for my transmission. Four days later after that, somebody gave me a check to pay for our lights. They just said the Holy Spirit woke them up in the night and told them to give to us. Because when you're no longer ignorant to the word, you have to stand on the word because when I gave, this is the, I'm gonna read the verse to you that I stood on, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace, every favor, earthly blessing come in abundance to you. God's able to do that. So that you may always, under every circumstance, regardless of your need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being complete, self-sufficient in him. Jesus is trying to get us to a place that we rely on him and him alone. And you will have, this is my, I quote this verse all the time. You will have an abundance, abundance. You know what I love? about, oh, let me get a good restaurant, um, like uh, Texas Roadhouse, okay? 
When they bring the bread to you, I love that the bread is free. It's probably not free. I'm probably paying for it in my meal, okay? But when they bring the bread, it is an abundant loaf of hot, fresh bread, okay? And there's a like a cup of butter, okay? For you that like just spread a little tiny, I'm like, I'm dipping the bread through the butter. I mean like just through the butter, okay? So when he says abundant, he means I want you to have an abundance for every good work in your life. Can I get an amen? So I stood on that. Why? Because I'm not ignorant to the word of God anymore. I'm not ignorant to his truth anymore. Listen, part of growing is staying connected to God and digging deep when it doesn't feel good to dig deep. That's how you grow. That's how you have endurance. That's how you grow in the things of God. But it's also, listen, if I wouldn't have trusted God, I wouldn't have seen God's blessing. So a lot of times people go, I've never seen God do that in my life. And I'm like, well, you've never trusted God like that in your life. Trust God like that and you'll see him do supernatural things that you can't do in you. Well, man, I should get a, you all should be running right now. I mean, just running like crazy people in here. Point number four is this, heart check. Verse 18, the seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of life, the lure of wealth, and the desires for other things, and no fruit is produced. Let me ask you this, what has your heart today? What has your heart today? Does the election have your heart today? Listen, I know I want it to be done, but I wanna make this abundantly clear. It's really important. And I'm not gonna tell you who to vote, but I am gonna tell you, and I'm gonna stand up here in the presence of God and tell you to vote the Bible. Vote for babies. We don't kill babies, okay? Vote for Israel. We stand with Israel. Listen, we don't vote for personalities. We vote for the word of God and truth. And if you don't like that, I'm sorry, but that's who I am and that's what I believe. And I believe that me and every single one of us in this room will give an account someday when you stand before God and you will give an account for how you voted or if you didn't vote. But what has your heart? Does the holidays have your heart? Does a vlog on YouTube have your heart? Does your house or the next house or a project in your house have your heart? Does COVID have your heart right now? I understand it's real. For you that are new, I had it. It wasn't fun, but God is good and he is faithful and he's a healer and he's a restorer. Does job fears have your heart? Does stress have your heart? What has your heart today? Because the word says that the word comes, but so quickly all the cares and worries and stresses of this world will come and steal away God's promises. What has your heart? 
Whatever I worship has my heart. And sometimes we're worshiping other things than the kingdom of God. Last point, number five, is this, all in. Worship team, come on up. We're gonna end like we did last weekend. It was so powerful how we ended service last weekend. Mark chapter four, verse 20. And the seed that fell among the good soil represents those who hear God's word and accepts it, and it produces a harvest 30, 60, even 100 times as much as it's been planted. I asked earlier today, who wants to be good soil? 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 Who wants to be good soil today? Who wants to hear the word of God and allow it to do what? Heal your marriage. Heal broken relationships. Can I talk to all the men for a minute? Men, I know a lot of you, you're like tough guys, and I am too, man. Like, I'm, I'm just like a guy's guy. But men, you can be soft and full of the Holy Spirit and gracious and kind and walk in love. You can be the example of Jesus to your wife and to your children. When we are all in with Jesus, when we're all in with Jesus, you know what we're saying? We're saying this, Jesus, I am teachable. Jesus, I have a tender heart for you. When we're all in. Amen? And I felt like the Lord wanted me to tell you this that if you are one of the other soils today, number one, he still loves you. Because I think sometimes we read this passage and we're looking at the soils and you're like, man, my heart is hard or I'm rocky or I'm thorny. And you're like, I identify with that. And you think, man, God's just angry and frustrated at me. And it's the last thing. He says, I love you. That's why I died for you. That's why I sacrificed my life for you because I'm so in love with you. The word says this, that it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. It's not God's anger, it's not God's wrath, it's not God's frustration. It's the goodness of God that goes, you know what? Bad fruit came out of me on that Friday and I treated my wife wrong, but you know what? Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace. And now guess what? Good fruit can come out. I wanna produce love. I wanna produce kindness. I wanna produce joy. I wanna produce faithfulness. I wanna produce self-control. I wanna produce the kingdom out of my life. And when we're tender and teachable, God goes, I can heal and change everything. 
And I don't know about for you, but I know that happens for me in the presence of God. I can't read the Bible until I'm in the presence of God. I need to be in the presence of God and allow his love to satisfy me. And then the Holy Spirit speaks to me. And then I read the word of God. And I'm like, it's like, it's like the word says, it's like honey. It's like, oh, this, it's, man, that verse is a little hard, but you know what? I know it's so true and I know I need it. The presence of God when we're face to face with Jesus, softens us. Men, you need the presence of God. Men, you need those moments face to face with Jesus. Women get it, women get it. Men, we're like hard. But there's something about when you are teachable, men, when you soften your heart, you go, I'm gonna let go of that persona. I'm gonna let go of that side of me. I'm gonna pursue Jesus in worship. And he satisfies your soul, man. Why don't you stand up this morning? We're going, I've, I've ended just a few minutes early so that we can have this moment. Be in the presence of God and allow him to Soften us, allow him to work on us and strengthen us. Come on, worship with us today. Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.